a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis, and uh, thanks for listening. The brand new year, 2017. Therefore, it is a brand new year of podcasting, Fly Racing. Uh, bringing you uh, their 2017 lineup right now. With this year's release, their design team continues their dedication to innovate, develop, and improve the future of gear. Invaluable insight from guys like Shorty and Kennard, amateurs and pros everywhere. Uh, go to the local authorized WPS dealer, uh, goflyracing.com, and uh, check them out, please. Uh, flyracing.com. Best gear out there, bro. Uh, this is the 450 SX season preview, and uh, what better people to have on with me than the guys that we just did a season preview video sh- show with uh first up from fly racing former montreal supercross champion german supercross champion jason thomas what's up jt what's happening do you like the sound of that fly racing racer x podcast uh i do and and couldn't be a better day for it than today <laughs> there's uh it used to be a presenting sponsor of this podcast i'm not are you familiar with that uh no, no, I, I think I've seen their logo around here and there, but I um, almost said no, it. I'm I'm on to you know, new things, new beginnings. I almost said it. I almost said it. It's been we thanked those guys over at Fox for two years of presenting this podcast, but you know, Fly came on. So um we thank those guys for what they did. But Fly Racing is now title of this uh, Racer X podcast. So flyracing.com. Fly racing. Fly racing. Um uh, thanks, uh, JT, for coming on board, and uh, and also on the line, uh, he's voicing GNCC shows as we speak. The voice of American motocross, Jason Wygant. Yeah, what's going on? What well, took so long to consummate this marriage? Like, I cannot believe that it took you guys this long to get Fly Racing as the title sponsor of this. This was inevitable. Ah, lots of ins and outs to the deal, bro. Lots of things <sighs> going on. Um, Hey, it's like uh, one of those 80s sitcoms where it's just like, when are the two finally going to get together? When is Bruce Willis and that other chick finally going to hook right, up on, right. on Moonlighting? When well, is it going to happen? I honestly think JT finally just got tired of me saying, presented by, continuing to innovate and elevate, and then me asking JT what he thought of that company, and then JT having to say, I'm not sure, and then me laughing. Oh. I think he just got tired of that whole thing. It took brilliant <laughs> uh, business move on your part then, Mathis, to <laughs> leverage him like that. Right, just harass JT and enough about the company that presented them until he finally goes fine jt is that 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 good idea good good plan by us um it was something like that i think it was really just once we got offered the deal more than anything well that's boring nobody wants to hear about the the actual specifics of the deal (laughs) (laughs) um 
Hey, before we get into this, uh, again, Racer X uh, magazine. Uh, we push it on this podcast, and it seems to be working. You people are subscribing. Listen, I don't. There's nothing on the in the magazine that you read on a website. It's two totally different things, and there's some cool stories on uh, in the magazine each and every month. Stuff that I'm working on, JT's working on, Weege's working on, and uh, and other guys. Um, it's some really neat things. We don't just so hey, the winner of Ana- Anaheim was this guy, and we don't talk about Anaheim because we know all you jerkies read it online. So the magazine, in the last two, three years, we've taken a direction where we go a little bit more in-depth with different stories behind the scenes. So, I mean, subscribe to RacerX Online, or we'll just stop doing these pods forever. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it, right. Weech. Yeah. That's it. Pays the, pays the bills. We just finished one right before Christmas. It'll be out, uh, I believe, usually it's out for the second Supercross race. So you'll see it in about three weeks or maybe two weeks, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, we have a Ryan Dungey interview, and I know what everybody's saying. Oh, come on. Dunge, let me guess. Thanks to team, everything's great. Just trying to enjoy it, working hard. But no, um, Oliver or Olivier, whichever he goes by, this French journalist who's here, did an interview with him, and I think he forgot that like you're not supposed to ask people like really hard questions, and he actually asked Dunge stuff about like setting up a bike, and I couldn't believe the stuff Dunge said. He said, "Yeah, for years I was screwing up because I kept thinking that I was the engine wasn't right in my bike, and I finally learned that." Setting up the rear shock made a way bigger difference in how the power is delivered to the engine. And there's all this electronics and mapping, and I don't even know how to do any of that. Like, I was just shocked reading, like, in-depth stuff from Dodge, and there's a lot of it. I did a story on uh, Kawasaki. I was out in California two weeks ago. I talked to the riders, you know, Tomac and Grant and team principals over there. Got a lot of insight on that. Uh, we got a uh, cool story on everybody, essentially, who's won one race ever. Uh, all the you know the the dudes who got to like the top one time nationals too or just supercross yeah yeah Brett Metcalf you know Doug Dubach Kelly, guys like that Kelly Smith um, I don't know let's see I don't think he made the article I think I read it already he didn't make it I was pissed I, I don't think he did no, I don't think he did Assholes. we're talking it's premier class bro okay class. all right fine yeah anyway it's all in the magazine and only in the magazine you will not um, you will not hear from Bruce Sternstrom at Kawasaki about 2017. Anywhere else. There are no interviews going online. It's only in the magazine. Yeah, so just subscribe, everybody. Just do it. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, hey, so we did a 450 Supercross preview in uh, Morgantown videos on RacerX Online about that. I want to ask you, though, JT, anything that you thought or said from those videos, have you changed your mind, moved your opinion, thought differently about since we did those videos? Not really. I've been watching them as they've aired. Uh, I still agree with most of the, you know, the takes I've had. Um, but honestly, because really not a lot's changed. I think we've still got basically the same status quo that we did three weeks ago, uh, which is which is good. I mm-hmm. guess we haven't had any big injuries or had any real big shakeups. So yeah, I, I feel pretty confident in, in what I said back then. That was you know early yeah. December. Right. We eat you anything. Uh, since we already did them, why even do this? Like, we just hang up, oh, okay. we're good, right? Well, I guess we could just go there, yeah. I guess just, just watch those videos, everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a review. The, now, I'd heard, and I'm sure you guys heard too, Baggett is flying. Baggett is on it. Oh, my God. Baggett this, Baggett that. Uh, on the uh, Rocky Mountain KTM team. Um, I asked Blake's mechanic, Nate. I'm like, I heard he's flying. Nate's like, yeah, he looks all right. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, you know, trying to get to the bottom of things here. Um, but anyways, um, well, I guess 
we'll we'll wait to see what Mookie does. RMZ 450 Suzuki deal, privateer Dean Wilson committed to five races on on a Yamaha, kind of out of his pickup truck, I believe. Uh, Jake Weimer isn't going to even race. He's got nothing. He's gonna just hopefully ho- wait for the phone to ring if there's an injury replacement, which unfortunately will happen and does happen quite a bit in our sport. So we'll see what happens uh, with that. Um, so really. Um, Ryan Dungey, Kenny Roxon, and Eli Tomac are going to battle this thing out for for the most race wins and and the title. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. The one thing though, Weege, when we go through the in our group texts, which will probably all get us fired, or maybe in those racerx videos, I think we did this as well. Like when you go through the race winners, it's tough, man, because there is just isn't that many race winners every year. There just isn't. But yet we always go, yeah, this guy's going to win a race. This guy's going to win a race, right? Like, it, it, we, someone's going to be really mad at the end of this year. Yeah, and to further that point, um, I still unfortunately get an email every time someone wants to drop a comment on the RaceRex site. And there's one that I read last night that was very telling. Uh, he's like, this is hilarious. This episode four uh, of these shows, and they're saying these are all fifth to tenth place guys. But the previous episodes already talked about 14 other guys first. So, and it's true. Right, right. We don't, it's so deep or stacked or whatever, you don't want to consider factory dudes. Almost anyone is a factory ride. You never say, yeah, he's about a 15th place guy. (laughs) No, you always think they're either the dudes that are going to podium, top five, or then you're five to ten. But in reality, there's 15 of those guys. So they can't all be in the top ten. And you're right, they can't all win races either and i think the problem is we probably base them winning races uh or even finishing the top 10 on their own merits like you know throw out a name you know cole seeley is yeah. he capable of winning races yes uh, well i know you're high on seeley is marvin moose can capable of winning races yes so we just say yep 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 but they've got to race the other guys that are out there and it gets stingy i mean uh jason anderson won two last year but one was a because dungeon got penalized and the other one was anaheim one which is a little crazy uh you take the, the wild circumstances out of there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tomac won Daytona. That's a weird race, right? Yeah. Yep. Take those three races out of there. Dungeon Rocks won every other race. Yeah. They won every other race. Yeah, take away and the it's take not away. conceivable they'll yep. do it again. Yep. No, I know. Yep. That's depressing. Uh, one <laughs> yeah. thing, one thing, when I read comments on Racer X, the videos, when I read things from fans or tweets or whatever, I want to reach through my screen and punch these people in the face. When you tweet me and say, Weimer, Wilson, whatever, they can't win. Like, they can't win. And, and, and you know what? You're right, jerk-off uh, commenter slash tweeter. You're right on that. They can't win. I really believe that. It would take so much for uh, uh, Dino to win a main event. He's never done it before. He's on a privateer Yamaha. But you make it sound like these guys are garbage and not worthy of rides and deserve where they, where they, where they are right now in this sport or even a tickle. I heard that about tickle. Like, why would you sign tickle? He can't win. So you want You want the gate to fall JT. These people want the gate to fall with three guys on the line, just three guys, the gate drops. And, and we just have three guys out there. Like, I hate that attitude. Yeah. But in Rocky Ford, do you remember when Adrian told Rocky that he couldn't win? Yeah. Remember yeah. how that went? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he jumped in. He jumped in his Ferrari. Yep. He rode around to some great music and had flashbacks of his friend. And he came out and he won. So after that, I believe that anything's possible. Yeah, I just I hate these guys shitting on these dudes. You know, I mean, they're awesome riders. They're incredible riders. They could show up at any track in the world and and run well, you know run the pace. But like I attribute you know, I attribute that to these guys just 
they don't know how difficult it is. They're not out there. They've never been. They've never raced against a guy like Ricky Carmichael, James Stewart, Chad Reed, Ken Roxon, right? They don't know or have any clue how good those guys are. So it's easy to say that, you know, in the in the basically the perspective they have. That's like saying, you know, that uh, some of these mid-level NFL quarterbacks suck because they're not Tom Brady. Well, guess what? You know, Tom Brady's probably the best quarterback ever. So, sorry, not everybody's Tom Brady. Well, it's just like, I don't understand, like, these guys, I'm not saying, like, Dean Wilson should get paid millions and millions of dollars, or Jake Weimer, or whatever, or Brock Tickle. They shouldn't get what the winners get, because they're not as good on a dirt bike. But to say that they're not worth a ride, they're not worth even, like, you know, they should quit the sport because they can't win? Like, shut up. It's just dumb. It's just you can't You can't even try to think about it or worry about it because it's just such an idiotic way of looking at the sport. Yes. Yes, I agree. Now, with that off my chest. Well, the problem is there's a lot more guys than just that that actually can't win, and unfortunately it'll be proven. I don't know who this year it's going to be, but there's going to be a lot of dudes who should or think could win right now that by May won't have one. Um, yeah. Just the way it goes. I mean, you get if you get a season with five winners in 17 rounds, that's actually – one of the more competitive years. It usually goes about four to six. I can, the number of winners. I can totally see five winners. Dungey, Roxon, Tomac, Sealy, Muscan, Anderson. That's six. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's already getting – the yeah. air is getting thin to even come up with six. And then you're still taking someone, um, you know, I don't know, Barsha or somebody like that, uh, and, and saying they're not going to win. And then, honestly, to get even a six like those guys, that's – Tough, dude. I said Chris Blows couldn't win one time, and all hell rained down sure. on me. Like, yeah, I, you know, true. Uh, so you gotta yeah. be careful with that. Um, well, uh, yeah, I think it's um, you. You guys both picked Dunge to win the title, both of you. Um, I'm on rock. Well, that was only because I had a I had a problem, a mechanical problem with the stamp. I was trying to stamp rocks, uh, and it it wouldn't let me. So I took it as a sign. That's right. Yeah, you you backed it off. You backed it off. I, I was, just I was totally ready to commit. I, th- I mean, there just comes a natural evolution in these things. The young come up and get strong, and 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 I think I mean Dunge isn't old. Don't get me wrong; he's twenty six, I think. Um, but this is Kenny Roxon's. Now we're in Kenny Roxon time. I really think so. I really believe that twenty minute uh, mains plus a lap, um, no problem for Rox, no problem for any of these t- elite dudes. So um, yeah, I just I just think Kenny. I like what HRC's doing. I like, you know, they're they're gnarly right now. Their 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 bikes are incredible. Maybe they may have a step up on technology wise. And Roxon's just, it's that time. It's time for 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 Kenny to win, and I think he does it. I really do. Um, but JT, it is just ask him. <laughs> See, JT, I think some of that is turning you off. That's why you're kind of the way you are a little bit. Like you're not happy with some of the things Kenny, social media wise, has been saying and doing. Yeah, I just I don't feel I don't feel that's necessary. I don't feel that attitude or to I don't think that you need to do it that way. I mean, he's obviously he can do it however yeah, he wants. No, I know. none of my business. But it's to me, I don't particularly um, lean towards that way that way of acting, especially you know when so many people are looking up to you and these kids. I just don't think you have to to. Do it that way. So, but okay, uh, is it clouding your personality? Yeah, and, and you're free to, to think that for sure. Is it clouding your ability to picture Kenny as champion? No, I think Kenny will make a mistake or two, which he has year in and year out, that mm-hmm. will preclude him from a Supercross title. That's what I think yep. will happen. I just don't think he's never won a Supercross title, so I think 
the cockiness or lack of humility that he's been kind of portraying, I just don't see where why he would come off that way. You know, yeah, I'm not sure if he realizes this, but he's lost two titles in a row to the you know the guy that he's kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say talking trash about, but he kind of is. I mean, when you go in and say that you have something that Dungey doesn't have, well, guess what? He has lots of things you don't, and they're called Supercross Championships. All right. Um, and Weege? You know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to blame Dunge a little bit for that. Dunge, who does not partake in that whatsoever, does not do any trash talking to anyone ever. I feel like he's blown opportunities to remind people that when he comes out on top, and he usually does, he doesn't pour any salt in the wounds, and it makes it too easy. That Dunge obliterated everyone for probably about the, what, the first eight or ten rounds last year. They were all – he was far away superior, had a huge point gap. Finally, Roxon got it together at the end of the year, and then they were pretty close probably the last five or six races. And he just let everybody off the hook on that. He, he never reminded everyone, oh, you're fast now, but where were you at round two and three and four and five and six and seven? Where were you? Um, it gets easy for Roxon to just write off the races where he doesn't win. And then when he finally gets one, just be like, oh, now I got it. Now I'm back. Yeah. Um, because Dunge doesn't, he doesn't stamp it. He doesn't say anything. I mean, every year some dude is going to challenge him. I mean, even go to 2012 when Stu first got on a Suzuki. And it was like, oh, what's Dunge going to do? Oh, Stu won the first four motos. What's he going to do? Well, no problem. Nope. It wasn't even, I mean, Stu only made it five motos. There was no issue. So, but he doesn't remind anyone of that. So they get one win on him, a couple wins on him, a little momentum, and it's like, yeah, I got this guy covered now. Well, where was Roxanne in the first couple rounds last year? So I think part of that's on Dungey for not reminding his competitors that you thought you had me before and you didn't. If I were Roxanne coming off this outdoor season and the way Monster Cup looked and probably the way he feels riding right now, I probably would feel like I'm on top of the world. And who's telling him no? No one is. Sure, everyone around him saying, yeah, you got this. So, of course, he thinks that way. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. So, yeah. you, I just think it's Kenny's time, man. I do, and I, it's got nothing to do with his attitude or nothing like that. I just, it, it's time. It, it, it's going to, it's all a natural thing. Carmichael beat McGrath after two years of trying, and, um, you know, and Kenny beats Dunge after two years of trying. So He absolutely can. I, I yeah. don't want it to come off yeah. saying, like, he can't. Uh, I, I think he will there will be weekends where he looks and is the best guy on, on earth. I fully believe that. Just like we saw at Monster Cup, he was better than everybody at that race. I have no problem admitting that. I still, I still just think that he's going to have a weekend or two where he gives, he gives Dunge too many points. I just think that's how right. it's going to play out. So he may, so ha- I think he may end up with win a bunch. Yeah, he could end up with more wins, JT, and right. lose his title. Yep. Just like uh, a la, you know, Damon Bradshaw or someone like that, mm-hmm. where I, w- I would argue to the death that in 1992, Damon Bradshaw was the best rider in the series. But he didn't win because he made too many mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, Weege? Kenny most wins, Dunge the title? Something you can see? Listen I, listen, I feel like if you put everything into a barrel right now and spin it, it's, it's just so hard to not pull Roxanne's name out. I just feel like... The speed, the talent, the everything coming together, the team, bike, and all that, I think are good. But you're just then betting against a guy who really, I mean, it wasn't even close the last two years. I mean, he won the title easily, and you're betting against that. And there's no real reason to expect a decline. I don't think that that injury for Dunge, I'm sure he'll be fine. He'll be ready. And I hate to bring up the Alden Baker thing, but his his main dude is always ready. So I can't imagine that Dunge is going to have a drop-off. 
just so hard to bet against what's been proven so effective the last two years. You know, we easily could have picked Roxon right. over him before 15 and 16, and it didn't work out. So that's – man, I, I want to pick Roxon bad. It just seems like everything's going that direction, but to pick against the guy who's well already been in this situation, already won, is hard. Well, you make a good point in that it's not like it was a it was a battle to the death between Rocks and Dunge last year. It's not like it was down to no. Vegas, you know, and we were like, oh, Dungey won. Nothing like that at all. Dunge cruised. Dude, it was like round four, Dunge had a huge points lead. It was over. I mean, it wasn't even hard. Yeah. So that's what makes it very difficult to me to say, wait, I'm going to claim that that didn't, that what, again, because he didn't rub it in, I'm just going to forget that that happened. So right. that's what makes it tough to not, not yeah. bet on Dunge. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can kind of see. Does this uh, diverting a little bit, Weege, Does this um, does Dungey and Roxon and, and this battle and with Eli in there? May, does it make you maybe appreciate RV a little more? I know I'm. Oh man, that's amazing! You brought that up. I had the I was talking to Chase Stallo, you know, the right hand man of the website yesterday, and we were talking about the same stuff, and that's the conclusion we came to because it just seems like. Oh, three in a row now for Dunge. It's going to get tough. The, the, the pack is only going to get closer. It's only going to get harder. And I'm like, hey, you know what's funny, though? Phil Pudd won four in a row, and it was actually getting easier. He was never – it never came down to Vegas. And honestly, that – dude, what kind of cruise control was he on in the last eight or ten weeks of 2014? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think he was even in Florida half the time. He had all this drama behind the scenes. He was totally over it. He was hurt. And then he, he won the last died four at races Toronto and won before Lynch. the race. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Well, that's right. He had that weirdo deal. No yep. problem. Won the last four races. Led every lap. He was getting the titles were actually getting easier for him each year. Which <laughs> yeah, they kinda, really now I'm thinking, holy crap, that kind of were. Good. Yeah, they kind of were. You're right. Um, how hard do you? How, where was his heart in it <laughs> at the end of 14 when he was still dominating the race? Yeah, just he hated it. He hated it. He just. <laughs> Wanted to yep. go drive an asphalt truck. He wanted to go drive a truck for eight hours a day, clearing asphalt. So, yep, and still handling these dudes. Yeah, yeah. Well, just a side note of that. Um, so Tomac, I think, uh, and I said this in the videos. Tomac, I think Dungeon Roxon are, are really close to call, and you know, which if you pick either guy, I can't get mad. I pick Roxon. You guys pick Dungey. That's fine. Um, but I feel like Tomac's slightly more of a surprise to win this title. He should win races, but I mean, I don't know. Like maybe it's me talking to the Cowie guys, but what if this is becomes Eli? What if this, I mean, if he, Eli wins this title, would it be a massive shock? Where, where I don't think it should be. We probably have blown it if we're not. I, I do feel if anything I learned since we shot those shows a month ago, and the same thing probably from talking to the Cowie guys. I'm like, hmm, maybe we're not quite giving him enough. Yeah, credit. yeah, maybe we're not quite there on Eli. You know, and I don't know why. But his starts, his first opening laps. You know, I don't know. But I mean, 20 minute plus one one uh, uh, um, lap will help Eli. Even hit those bad starts and a bad opening last because he maybe he can get two more guys and get a third, you know where he used to got a fifth because um, that's it's going to help him. Like it won't help him with Dungeon Rocks because they're elite, but it'll help him get against pretty much everybody else who who will probably struggle a little bit. Twenty minute plus one lap, um, you know what I mean, JT? He can salvage more podiums or salvage more spots. Yeah, I mean he's. I think. To answer your first question, yes, it would be it would be a surprise if he won the title. He hasn't won, uh, you know, big bike titles. 
Uh, he really wasn't in the running to win many uh, typical Supercross races last year. So, yeah, I think for him to make that big of a jump where he's the best guy over that many races, I think that would be a, a surprise. Um, I do think he'll be in the in the mix, but I think if you look at, you know, what Roxon did to him last summer and then what both of them did to him over 17 rounds of Supercross last year, he's got a, he's got a big step to take if he wants, you know, to win the title in Supercross. Uh, but, yeah, I think he will have uh, – I think he will have several podiums, if not, you know, uh, over half. I think he will be the the third best guy on on most occasions, especially with this twenty plus one format we're going to. Um, you know, I'm not a big bike setup guy, as you both know. Um, but you know, Eli struggled a little bit, struggled a little bit with his bike and everything else. The team kind of did a reset, went back to square one, started testing, got some new settings, and it really did work. And I would assume Kawasaki's starting with those setups. So um, there's, I don't think you can. Eli was much better the last four or five races, along with Roxon. Now whether that was Dunge letting up a little bit, I don't know. But I mean, you, I do think there was something to Eli not liking the new bike and then figuring the new bike out, and you know, on on par with those two other dudes. So you know, but look at what Roxon did to him all summer. Yeah, I beat him down pretty good. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, yeah, let's see. Let's see what happens. Uh, maybe maybe, maybe the mistake does do Roxon in, JT. Maybe that's just it. He has a, a race where he, you know, doesn't finish or, or gets six, and that's all the Dunge needs. Really, that's all if, the Dunge if needs. He, I, will, I will agree. If he doesn't make the mistake, he's going to win. Right. I'm, I'm fully on board with that. If he, if he doesn't. Give it to Dungy, and I don't know how to say that appropriately, but I think if he doesn't give Dungy the edge he needs points-wise, I, th- I think he'll be the fastest guy this season. So right. that's what he's got to avoid somehow. Um, on a side note, 25 minutes into this podcast, we each, I, I don't think James is racing. Really? Okay, so we've gone over three riders and now... I just, I just, I mean, I feel like we should bring them up. I feel okay, so. We've got the three, we got the four riders we really need to get off the top. Got Telmac, Rock, and Dungeon, and now Stu. I'm just saying, like, someone had to bring up Stu at some point in this pod. Why not? Why not? It be me. Um, I, I believe there was a chance, maybe a month and a half ago, I did hear some traction, like he was attempting. I don't know how much effort was being put in, but there was some semblance of an attempt to make up and maybe make some things happen and try to find a deal where at one point I don't think I was hearing anything at all. So at least there was an attempt, but it sure doesn't sound like it has bared any fruit and does, there's no ride, and I, I don't see James showing up in a pickup truck. Do we honor him? Does Feld honor him? Do we? Does he announce his retirement? Does Stu do anything other than just go away? Like, does he actually announce a retirement? I don't think he does. I don't think now. I don't think now. I think he will, but I don't think it's coming in Anaheim 1. Like, he might need to – and it's happened this way in other sports. He might need to not have the phone ring for a whole year and, and, and we're not put the deal together. I don't think he's ready to do that now, but I don't think he'll ever completely not do it. I just don't know when. <sighs> okay. All right. Well. You know what I mean? Dudes don't always retire first you know they might wait a year or two to see if someone calls or if they can get a deal together when that finally dries up then it's like okay i think it's time to hang it up i don't think he's done done yet 
What do you think, JT? Yeah, I would agree. I think it's too early. Uh, I don't think it's a situation like with MC at Anaheim where he was he was just didn't want to ride that old school KTM at the time. Mm-hmm. So he just was like, I'm out. I don't. I don't think that's the case for Stu. I think he's still a little bit in limbo with what he wants to do. That's my, that's complete speculation. But I think he still has it somewhere in his mind. And, and looking at his social media posts where he's saying he's not done, there seems to be you know uh, a lack of clarity about his future. So I, yeah, I would I would presume it's a bit early for that you know uh, hard line of a decision. You're kind of right, and so is this. So is this, everybody. Stu's not going to be there. Stu is not going to be in Anaheim. He is not going to race Supercross anymore. And that saddens me. Weed, you know this song. Oh, I do. Cinderella, discovered by Bon Jovi. One of Pennsylvania's finest. Not quite as hot as Poison. That was also from from Pennsylvania. I just feel this um, this is very appropriate. Here we go. Destiny Stage 4, Destiny Stage 4, please. Um, there it is. He's gone. It's gone, JT. Maybe that, maybe that song, that will motivate a check writer for someone, either a rich guy or a team, an industry sponsor, a manufacturer, to say, you know what, they're right. We didn't realize how much we missed James out there. Get the Brinks truck. Get it to Haines City. Get him back out. <laughs> do, you think, gone. do you think Feld does a video with Tommy Clowers telling James, hey, man, <laughs> I know how tough it is. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know how tough it is when you got to let it go, bro. Yeah. Yes. Ray Crumb and Cliff Palmer. Man, I just remember when the time came. Just <laughs> hang up. Yeah, just that Lance Smale going, you know what, JS? You'll never, get the, there, you'll never get the feeling back. You'll just never get it back. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, he's gone. It's gone, bro. It's just it's that's it. All right. We get is he Cujo? Is he Cujo? <laughs> that was a stupid theory I had. That was not. That was a, <laughs> remember, like blood for Cujo was like wins for James. He's gonna yeah. come back out. He needs wins to to survive to to, to live his life. Yeah, that was so dumb. Well, JT, didn't, didn't work out that I way. mean, JT in our video series, you got the belt for hot take. The hot yeah. take was he's done. Yeah, I think uh, I think a comeback is doable though. I see him racing uh, one-off races here and there somehow. I don't know how. I don't know who. Don't know anything about that. But I just I see him coming back. I don't know how he's going to do or anything else. But you just don't. Yeah, know. I think uh, I think if he wanted, you know, the biggest thing is does he want to do it? I really think that's the the biggest factor in all of this because to do it, he's got to get in shape. He's got to lose some weight. He's got to, you know, it's a lot of work. Um, So I think that's really the biggest question is, does he want to, I think he has enough money and he has enough people that would jump at the chance to help him. But if he doesn't want to do it and he doesn't want to take it seriously, then it's, it's all a waste of time. You don't know what you got till it's gone. When there's a quad that needs to be jumped, people. When there's a, what's the, how do you say, what's the, is it Saint, Saint, 
Sank Trippet? Well, how do you say Fiverr? <laughs> Sank Quince. Uh, Quince? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking a French word. If there's a Quince out there, everybody, that you need jumped, you're all going to be hating it because Stu won't be there to do it. So I hope you're all happy. Hope you're all happy. He's gone. Braden will jump it. Yeah, maybe, right? All right, uh, let's keep moving on. So Sealy, Muskan, Anderson is my next wave of guys. Kennard and Reed are like lurking in there. I don't quite know where to put them. At this point, I think Barsha is in that next group of other guys. I just I haven't seen enough. Uh, Brayton could be in that Kennard Reed group, although like what's going on? With, you know how how's the bike? How's the team situation and all that? But uh, JT, I, I'm I'm big on Sealy, man. You know that. I'm big on Sealy. Yeah, I think multiple race wins is a lot to ask of him. When you know we've already gone through a few guys that were kind of like, yeah, maybe he'll win. You know, Tomac had a tough time finding ways to win last year, so I think multiple race wins is uh, it's a big ask from you. But um, I think I think he'll do good. You know, I think he'll have weekends where he gets a great start and he'll be in the mix. I just think there's a lot of guys he's got to be able to beat straight up that are J- also going to get great starts. JT, I'm I'm, win. I'm I'm not only on team Sealy, I'm team Honda that bike I'm on that as well like if you told me Muskan or Anderson are is Roxon's teammate on that team slash bike I think they become my guy do you know what I mean you think that bike is that much better than the KTM that bike that's basically I think, won everything I think what we've talked about and you you know we talked about it a little bit in our group text I think what Honda's doing is next level here like yeah, I think but that's not really a one-year turnaround type stuff. Like that stuff, all that data, you can't just be like, "Oh, we have all this data." No, I mean, you have to be I able know, to do but something I, with it. I think it's. I think they've got something going on. So okay, I, I like what HRC is doing right now, and I, therefore I like. And Sealy's won a race and a great Supercross rider. You know, very technical. So yep. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm doing. Like that's a little bit of Sealy and a little bit of that bike makes me Team Sealy. Yeah, I don't think KTM's okay. going to take it lying down. I think uh, no. I think you're underestimating KTM's efforts as well. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean it's all going to play out. Weege, well, let me ask you this. Let me just people like it when we debate things. Sealy, Muskan, Anderson. I'm Sealy. Weege, where are you at? Which of those three guys is the next guy? I'm still going to give an edge to Anderson. And it's funny how this has been, what, three or four years now of flip a coin between Celia and Anderson, even going back to the previous class. Yep. And they were darn close in 250s. And they've had some run-ins on 450s. And a lot of that is a byproduct of when you get guys that are pretty close in speed and results, they end up battling a lot. Mm-hmm. And then it leads to these things. Um, so it's been a flip a coin between these two for a while. But I <clears throat> I still feel I might give a little edge to Anderson right now. But, man, it's close. And I'm not sure. I I know Moosecan's been hot uh, during this off season, but um, he still hasn't won one of these, and Anderson and Steely have. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would, I would, I, if I had to rank them, I'd go Anderson, Steely, Moosecan right now. JT, <sighs> Moosecan's riding really well. Um, if I had to rank them, I would put, I would go Moosecan, Anderson, Steely. That's my, that's my three right now. <laughs> That's a dick move. Well, Anderson's got two race wins last year. Sealy had how many? None. He's uh, hurt. He got hurt. Marvin has possibly the most momentum of any racer coming off the offseason. 
So I, I don't know how else. I don't, I don't know how you can put Celia ahead of those two. I just laid it out. Is bikes better? Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> wow, I thought setup doesn't matter. Wow, I think his bike is good. Um, also, I mean, it, that new Fox Casual wear he's forced to wear. I think that's something. <laughs> that's, that's something. Um, hey, hey um, you know what's interesting though? Like, okay. Would you guys both agree with me that Jason Anderson is probably going into this year, 2017, as saying, like, I can win, I can be Supercross champion, right? You, you both agree with that? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. His, his, so. yeah. His, his mindset, like, not, not whether we think, yeah. but his mindset. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested in, and I'll start with you, Weege. He's going to have to, he's going to have to dirty up Rocks and Dungeon ET to be that champion. Because that's what he does. That's how he rides, and we get it. It's not all – and when I say dirty, I, sh- I shouldn't actually – maybe that's the wrong word because some of his passes I have no problem with. They're perfectly fine. They're just aggressive passes. Other ones, not so much. But he has shown a tendency. He doesn't want anything to do with sort of those top guys pushing them around. Brayton, uh, Seeley, uh, Weimer, uh, Baggett, all day long. He'll show those guys, you know, what's up. But he, you, you can't get his starts – and ride like him without getting a little greasy, and he's going to have to do that with Dunge, who he rides with all the time, and Roxon and E.T., who can go his speed, if not faster. And that's what but Why does he have to do that? I don't, I don't agree that he has to do that. Because of his starts and trying to get by guys, the way he rides, the, the way he rides. He rides that way. He takes, if I don't he sees think he open, has to do that is what I'm no, saying. No, but he will. He's just a program. Like a lion has to, you know, like – attack as a gazelle you know what i mean like i think that's how anderson rides a little bit if you leave him an opening he's taking it i don't know if you can change that mindset and you can argue about that mindset all day long but i think that's how he rides i don't think it happens with those guys i think um the starts by the way that needs to be almost in its own show um, because that's how critical it is. I mean, one of the big advantages Dungey actually had last year, if anything, was that he just was consistently the best starter, had hardly any bad starts all year. So, yeah, and Anderson consistently didn't get good ones. But, see, I think it's a little different. Anderson's in, like, eighth. He doesn't think he's an eighth-place guy. So it's like, i got to get through these guys immediately. i got to pass them quick. The very next corner that I'm behind whoever's in seventh, I'm going through him or around him, I have to pass him. And whoever that might be. But when he's in third, I don't think he feels that sense of urgency of like, oh, Stun's right in front of me. Well, I'm going through that him. I'm not going to step behind him for even two corners. Mm-hmm. He's different up there. I don't think he will deal with those guys like that. I don't think he can. I don't think he should. Well, but if so, he's if he wants to be super if he wants to be supercross champion, he has to get by those dudes, and he's not going to. Well, you know. yeah, but Dungey's going to be Supercross champ without going through dudes, and we're not saying Roxon's going to do that either. So why does Anderson have to be different? Because I think that's the way he rides. It's in his mind. I don't think he's going to ride, with those, ride that way with okay. uh, those guys. All right. Well, when, was the, yeah. when was the last time you saw him blast one of those guys? That's what I mean. He doesn't. Right. But if he wants neither to be does champion. Dungy, neither does Kenny. But if he wants to be champion, he's going to be behind those guys because of his starts. Why? Why? Because of his starts, he'll be behind starts, those guys. Why do you think they're so terrible? You know he won a truck at, at Monster Cup for yeah, okay. well, I'll, starts, I'll, right? I'll take the other 14 rounds where he didn't get the starts that he needed and he had to come through the pack. No, I'm just saying. I don't. I don't know. I think he's he's on a. I mean, he's on a bike that has proven to be a great starting bike. I'm with you. Do you think? How do you think his starts were last year? Do you think that they were up and down? I mean, they were bad. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That's all I'm trying to. That's all I've been saying. Uh, Let me look here. His 
Oh, but I don't what? think the passes. I don't think the passes like that are going to happen. They shouldn't happen, and he's not going to do it. Um, but I think it's just a different. And J two would obviously know better. He's been in the middle of these races as they go on. I think there's just a different mentality in the first three laps when you're in eighth than a lap fifteen when you're in third. It just yeah, of course. Look at uh, New York. Yeah. New York uh, round last year, East Rutherford. Dungey passed him with a couple laps to go, and he did nothing about it. Dungey made a clean pass around the outside, and Anderson didn't blast him. You know, it was for the last podium spot. Yeah. Yep. And it's just, I mean, it's just a different mentality. It's a different approach to who you're racing. I, I 100% agree with Weech. Well, okay. I think he, if he wants to be Supercross champion, he's not going to get the starts. It's been proven he's not going to get this, as good a starts as Dunge and Roxon. He has to get by those guys, if he can. Hey, That's I want to ask something while we're on this starts thing and yeah. while we're talking about Philly's bike. Um, I know it's just a, a, a tagline that Honda's putting, hashtag absolute whole shot, but they claim that a lot of the development of this new bike is supposed to be that it was supposed to get better starts. We know the old Honda motor was not known for being very aggressive, and they did a lot of changes to this motor, some Yamaha-style ideas, maybe not the same execution, and some KTM-style ideas, not the same execution. But any, anyway, there's been some changes to this bike, supposedly, to allow it to get better starts. Hold and on, I know hold it's a slippery slope comparing consumer to works bike. However... Okay, go ahead. Well, I I, say, go ahead. No, I don't know anything about this absolute whole shot hashtag. What, 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 what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? about? I don't know what you're talking about. What, 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 that's what, literally, that's the, the number one thing that Honda is putting in their advertising tagline for this new bike is it gets starts. Really? It's designed from the ground up. The number one thing it's designed to do is get whole shots. I, I, and then in all the tests we have, news to me. you have to tag all your Instagram posts of the bike. Hashtag absolute whole shot. The I, number one goal of this bike was to get better starts than the old one. News to me. Who knew? Okay. Okay. Right. But what you do know is that the motor has taken some concepts from, like, other bikes that are known for being very fast, correct? Yes. yes. Right. So I wonder, and again, it's such a slippery slope when you compare a consumer bike to works bikes when all the other bikes on the gate have been tested and tuned and every rider is a good starter in their own right. I don't know if it's going to make a difference. But... It pretty much needs to because that's that was the biggest advantage Dungey had last year. That was the biggest advantage. Yeah. He was he didn't really get any bad starts and almost everyone was great. So yep. if that gets Celia and Roxanne to that level, look out. Hashtag HRC. That's that's what I would put on my post about Sealy. Hashtag <laughs> HRC. Um all right, this is the Fly Racing Racer X uh podcast, uh presented by nobody. Right now, but we're going to go to commercial break. Listen to this commercial from Race Tech Suspension. Pulpamex 17 is the code, and Michelin Starcross 5. Brand new tire from the folks at Michelin. Uh, listen to this commercial. We'll be right back to debate uh, Chad Reed, Trey Kennard, Millsaps, and the other guys. All right, stay tuned. Race Tech people, Racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with Race Tech. Uh, trust me on this. There's a, more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you. And probably 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, 
or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something, something uh, on your bike needs attention for Racetech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Racetech, Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Racetech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10%? At uh, Racetech, go to Pulp MX 2015. When you order, you can save 10% at Racetech.com. And they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right, back to the show. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. And what's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, on the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension and tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this... Um, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out, the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. And we're back! Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast. It rolls off the tongue, huh, JT? Uh, it does. I yep. would say the best yet. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right, so we talked about those guys, uh, Muscan, Anderson, and James, of course, and Seeley. Um, Kennard, Reed, where are we at? Where are we at with those guys? Well, I, I get a little worried putting those names in there because I think – it's very hard to classify where Cooper Webb goes. But if we're getting to these names, do we not have to put him in? What's that, sorry? Who? Cooper Webb. He's a new guy in the class. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you only pay attention to the 450s, so I know. Yeah. Maybe you've heard of him. Number two. I'm not, but, uh, I'm not aware of any yeah. number two outside of Ryan Villapoto. Oh, Villapoto's retired now, yeah. and oh. the number has moved on. Okay. There's a new guy um, named Cooper Webb. And I think once you start talking, I had him separate yeah. like, a little like question marks. Well, I know you did. I don't know why. We don't know exactly where to classify him. He's the only rookie. So he's kind of in his own category. But if we're going by the, oh, the previous six riders that we mentioned besides Stu could probably win races. Besides Stu. Then I've got to say that <laughs> Webb is right there in the next, next line. So Seeley, Muskan, Anderson, and Webb. 
Is that what you would do? To to a seven seven race winners, I think we know it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. But all you can do is put odds on who will be the five, and I think Webb's got as good a chance of being one of them as Reading could argue. Uh, yes, I would agree. Yes, when you go to race yeah. winners, yes, uh, I, th- I I would put him ahead of Carnard and Reed to win a race. I would. All right. Well, you're going to get blasted now. Well, we all know whose payroll you're on. We all know whose payroll you're on, buddy. So. Well, true. Actually, is my 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 job is to make sure Cooper Webb doesn't get mentioned on this at all. I'm at doing all. a horrible it's your, job. It's, it's your personal vendetta uh, to a guy that's done nothing <laughs> I'm to doing you. A terrible ever. job. Right. I just inserted him into this podcast when he um, wasn't even brought up. Nah, I should have brought him up earlier. You're right, but. Um, yeah, I think Webb will have uh, an up-and-down rookie season in 450s. He will go very fast. He will make a podium here or there, and he will make mistakes. Um, where you, what do you think, JT? Yeah, I think so. I, I am on record on the show as thinking uh, that he won't get a race win. Uh, I think he's going to struggle a little bit. I don't think he's going to get the best starts because really he really hasn't ever gotten the best of starts. You know, there, there's outliers here and there. At times he's whole-shotted outdoors and whatever. But on an average, his starts aren't aren't great, and I think with the way the class is shaping up, that could be a big problem for him. Uh, so I think there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. I think there will be bright spots, you know, where he he's mm-hmm. in that battle for second, third, fourth. Uh, but I think there will be weekends too where he's frustrated and he ends up ninth, you know, and and he's in a battle with really talented guys like Justin Brayton and Davey Millsaps, you know, in eighth and ninth and tenth. Well, and that's just how it shapes up that week. He's like looking at Brayton and Millsaps, going, I don't even know who you are. And you know, I mean, no, I, I, you he, know, no, but I mean, like, he's like, I'm better than you guys, and they're giving him all he can handle. Well, yeah, I, I think he will learn just how good the guys are that are just outside the podium because those are all champs, too. <laughs> right, you know, those right. are race winners, those are all past, you know, champions in the same class he just graduated from. Well, not Brighton, but yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason Anderson's and right. Steely's and Millsaps, Millsaps and, yeah. and, Bogle, know, on and on and Bogle on. Bogle or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Tickle. Right, like Tickle's yep. like, hey, I got a championship. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I, I just, uh, I think Webb's. I've said it many times. I think he's going to be the next guy. He's going to be very, very quick and challenge for titles. Just not in his rookie season, to me. That's all. Anderson got third. Anaheim won in his rookie season, right? Correct. Second. 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 Yeah. Okay, and yeah. Then, and I don't think he got another podium all year. Or did he get one more? Um, that rookie yeah, year, I think maybe one. Yeah, but nothing spectacular. Yeah, I think that's exactly what Webb does. Past 250 West Championship, past Great Rider, and for a rookie year, I think that's what I could see Webb doing. But he'll be good. I feel like He's Webb's a little different than you? the average dude his age. I'm okay. gonna cut you off here. No, yeah. he, I know the standard rookie protocol is they'll be really fast and then they'll crash. You know, so they'll have bursts of speed and also have crashes. I just don't think that's really Webb's MO, and I don't think coming out at the opening round uh, on fire is necessarily his thing either. What I see working in Webb's favor is he seems to be a guy that just slowly learns, improves, learns, improves, learns, improves. And I can see him by, say, round 12-ish. That's when he's going to be at his best. And then that's when half of these dudes are going to be out hurt. And now he's only got to beat a handful of them. And I can see, you know, uh, you know, Sealy won one in Houston his rookie year. It's kind of like that. He got a little bit better. Then some guys got hurt. Mm-hmm. Then he had one night where he got the start and the guys that were left didn't. And he took advantage from there. I could see that scenario 
building. I don't think you're going to see Webb the first five rounds uh, blow people's minds, and I mean, I think people are going to start being like, what's up with this kid? Because that's what they expect rookies to do, mm-hmm. to come out on fire. I think he's going to reverse it, and uh, that might actually be better for him. It's kind of let me, let me ask you this. It's kind of the way his whole career is going. Playing devil's advocate a little bit with Webb, we saw him at times get frustrated with guys in practice, uh, with Christian Craig, um, we saw him at times get, I don't want to say rattled, you know, his bike blew up and, you know, he, I think he kind of freaked out over that. Do you think, do you see, and I'm not saying I'm playing devil's advocate here. Um, do you feel like he could, that could happen to him in four fifties where he gets, loses his composure a bit over Millsaps and Brayton beating him or Millsaps stuffing him or, or any of these dudes kind of handing it to him, but he's like, wait, what? Yeah, depends yeah, on who it is. Yeah, I, if those guys, yeah, I think he would. Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, because yeah, he, he, he rides. He hates the Bradshaw comparisons, I think, and I think Bradshaw doesn't like him either. And but there is a little bit of that in him, man. That little chip where he's just like, he's just like, fuck everybody, I'm better. You know? Yeah, he's. I mean, he definitely has a very certain personality, and that's not going to change just because he's moving up classes. Yeah. So, like, yeah, if, things aren't going well early and he's battling with guys that he perceives himself to be above, absolutely he's going to be upset. And I think that's going to happen. I think that's a certainty at some point this season. Chance ability that him and Anderson make so much contact that their blue and white bikes like meld together and no one can pull them apart. Like, right? Like, like Duke, Duke Finch is there just going, I don't know, boys. Looks like they can't finish, you know? <laughs> Yeah, a, a, um, a 10-speed transmission, but two five-speeds to jam together. Yeah, I, was just, <laughs> two, I don't know, I don't know that it'll be just the Anderson. One. Yeah, I just I pic- picture those two guys riding the same way a bit and having the same sort of chip, you know? That's all. I think, like, Pike would be another guy, too. Like, Pike passing Cooper, and Cooper's like, okay. no, yeah. you, you are not passing me. Right, you were in a van. And he blasts Pike, and right. then Pike's like, uh, yeah, you're really small, and you're about to feel the wrath. How'd you like that? No, how'd that work out for you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the all-time greatest <laughs> tweets, by the way. <laughs> that was the Sealy, right? That was the Sealy, yeah. How'd yeah. that work out for you? <laughs> oh, so good. Um, oh, man. Okay, so... I don't think you'll uh, see Cooper uh, do that, by the way, with... It, yeah, it depends on who he's dealing with. I don't think any of those guys he's going to be happy with, but you're not going to see the same mind games that he liked to play with Muscan in the 250s or Savachi this year or Craig. If he's battling with Roxon and Dunge, he knows his place. He, he's smarter than I think. A lot. I, he's not just all fire. Some of it is calculated aggression. You're not going to see Webb trying any shenanigans with Roxon this year. Two years from now, when he's like, I can beat this guy now and I'm going right. to take his title away, yep. you'll see it. But I don't think you're going to see it this year. But other dudes, yes. Dude, we're like a long time into this. we got a lot more guys to cover. Um <laughs> So we'll just go like we'll just go do hot takes on, on guys from here on yeah. out. So we're not here forever. Um, yeah. Chad, Chad Reed, JT, you're the Chad Reed expert. What, what's he going to do? I think he's going to be good. I think he'll be better than he was last year coming in. And man, he had he racked up a couple podiums early. So I think everything about his program is in a better place. I think he's more fit. I think he's he's more accustomed to the bike. He's had more time to test. Uh, I know he's happier. Um, so yeah, why would I not think he's going to be really good? Uh, I do think the number one thing he's going to have to make sure that happens is he gets good starts. And I've talked to him privately about that several times is that 
the start's going to make or break you every single weekend. So I know you know that already, but that's my advice. You know everything else, how to ride, how to set your bike up, how to do everything. How to wear casual gear, casual clothing, right? But if you you put yourself in 11th on the first lap, you're done. Like, it's over. I I absolutely believe that if Reedy can get the start, if if Chad gates Dungeon Rocks, like if he gates with them at some random round, um, I absolutely believe in Chad's ability to wick it up and 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 go the pace. Yeah, he 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 has that. We've seen it time and time again. He can turn it on if every you know if yeah. he finds that that rhythm and he believes in himself and gets a start. But I I think the start is so crucial for him because he just he seems like he falls into whatever pace of the guys around him if he doesn't get the start. And you can't do that if you want to be there week in week out. Right. Yep. I would agree. Canard, uh, what do you think, Weege? I'm a little worried uh, about Kennard. I mean, I don't think there's a problem, obviously, going to this team. I think that could be a, a good move, uh, at the very least, a lateral move, if not an, uh, an upgrade in a way. I don't think he was getting along with the biker team there at the end. Mechanically, I think he got along with the guys, personality-wise. So I would accept, uh, on, at first I'd be like, oh, this is going to be a big upgrade. Look how well his KTM team has done. He's got a fresh start. But I'm just not sure where Trey is right now. I mean, last year was just a pretty much a bad year uh, overall. So I'm not sure where he is on the aggression, fire, hunger, confidence, all that level. If he's Trey Kennard of old, combined with that K-10, he could be really good. But I just haven't seen anything yet to indicate that that'll be the case. Um, super, you don't uh, need to drop off much in this pack. Super low-key uh, entry into the series for Trey. Absolutely. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah, and when he was really good in uh, 15, the beginning of the year, and he won some races, remember, he ended 14 just with a flurry. He won a bunch of national motos, and then he pretty much swept Monster Cup. You know, he doesn't have any of that going right now. He's coming off of a really bad year, so I, I just want to – right now, I just don't feel there's anything to make me say, yeah, look out for Trey right now. JT? I'm interested to see what happens with Trey. I, I I haven't made my mind up. I haven't seen him ride a lot. I did I did watch him at Red Bull Straight Rhythm, which I know is I know it's not a real race, but I wasn't, you know, that impressed uh, with just what he had at that race. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm really unsure, and I'm guessing as much as everyone else is. He could come out and be great, or he could come out and and yeah. be uninspired, which is kind of what I saw, you know, in October. Yeah, so but that I was, I mean, that was early, and it was a ra- straight rhythm. I don't know. I mean, I, you sound like I agree. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't know. Like I, don't I, even I really don't know what to count, expect. I don't even count straight rhythm for anything outside of James winning when I said he was Cujo. Then then it counted for everything. But when you look at Marvin, he's been winning everything, and he wins Red Bull straight rhythm. So yeah. It's you know right. uh, he was he was a lot better than say Trey at Red Bull Straight Rhythm. Um, Barsha's, I would think that yeah. Trey would be good at a, at an event like Red Bull Straight Rhythm. That's that's what scared me. Right, because of scrubbing and skills and yeah, stuff. scrubbing yeah. and whoops, yeah. and he right. he's really good at that stuff, and he and he wasn't. So uh, that's that's what worries me. Well, there were no whoops in Straight Rhythm. Why can't got them taken out? <laughs> I did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think they James uh, got them taken out. He was too too good. <laughs> Dragon backs and whoops. Um, hey, so Barsha's on a Suzuki JGR team switched. We've covered that a few times in our podcasts. Not a great off season for Barsha overseas, but I mean he didn't have a full race bike. I don't know, man. I just uh, he's got to he's got to show me. I'm I'm putting him in the group with you know. I'm putting him underneath the group of I'm putting him in Millsaps Baggett, Chad Canard group. I just uh, 
That's what I think he's got to show me something. What do you think, Weech? Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I'm a little worried because I always feel like Barsha lives and dies by the start more than more than anyone. Mm-hmm. The starts are important to everyone, but I feel the only route Barsha has to win races is by getting whole shots. Um, some other guys can win them the other way. The two Supercross wins he had, that's how he did it. And we'll just have to see if mm-hmm. they can make this bike and get him those starts. If they don't, um, I don't think there's any chance that he wins one. But I'll tell you one thing that does help him is, I mean, he has to be as motivated and hungry and wants it for whatever that counts as anybody. I mean, he is in a tough situation now. I mean, if he has a third bad, wait, this would be a fourth bad Supercross year. At that point, all the hype's gone, and he was making a lot of money living off of what he had done previously for a long time. So he really cannot have a bad year. He can't. So does that do anything? I always believe at this level that doesn't really have too big of an effect. But he's been considered an elite guy for a long time, but not much results, especially in Supercross, to show for it. So he's got to be really hungry. We'll see if that matters. I'm hungry. I'll tell you that much. Um, Yeah. Sure. JT, do you, but what? Okay, I agree with you, Weege, and I just said my piece on Barsha. But yeah. what if JT? But what if this is it? Like, what if the bike switch was what it took? Like, the Yamaha is a different bike. There's no doubt. It's a different machine to ride. Handles a bit differently. Um, you know, nothing to stop you from winning or anything like that. But it's a different bike. And what if this is it? What if this RMZ 450 that Roxon won races on is is the key? Like, I don't know. It could be. I mean, we'll see. Um, I don't know. I don't think that the bike is going to really change all that much. I think, I think, uh, honestly, I think most of the bikes are pretty good right now. I, the HRC one is, is question for me, question mark for me. Cause it's such a big change, but I don't think that careers are going to be made and break by, by bikes right at the moment anyway. Okay. You know, so you don't see him being better from this switch. Like, First of all, too, he's got to stay. He's been injured every Supercross year, but the, but two years ago, his his first, his second year on on Honda, he he made it that season, but right, he didn't. Yeah, I, we'll was, see. Yeah, I mean, you know, the two JDR years, he was so so in fifteen, then got hurt. Yeah. He had like some fifth and sixth. Yeah, and last year he's pretty much hurt at the opener, and he right. led a few laps and looked pretty decent in Anaheim one. So I suppose we could say that we have a small sample size and we don't really know but yeah um he hasn't really showed anything either to make you think yeah, i mean much like what i said on the show i, I just don't think it's going to matter too much i think he's going to yeah. be the same guy within reason maybe right. he'll he's a couple spots better but unfortunately a couple spots better in supercross for him is is inside mm-hmm. barely inside the top 10 somewhere all right. Um, um, yeah, I, I don't okay. think he's going to be in the mix with you know um, guys like Roxon and Dungey and those guys by any means. I, I think we've already kind of seen that he's a bit he was a bit off the pace so far on the Suzuki just from the limited uh, sample size we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Millsaps, I think I think Davey had a quietly a pretty good Supercross season last year until he got hurt. Unfortunately, I mean he probably will have some solid results again this year, and then he'll probably get hurt at some point. He. The amount of injuries that guy's had, I just did that podcast with him, is phenomenal when you really start thinking about how many times that guy's been hurt. Um, but he was pretty good last year, JT. Like, he was getting better. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's just going to – I still keep coming back to the field being so deep that 
I just think it's going to be tough. If these guys all stay healthy, I don't know where some of these guys expect <laughs> to find any improvement. Well, I don't. I, you know, that's the part of the thing is these. There won't be. There'll be injuries, right? There will be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, the beginning of the season, I think, is man. Everybody, if you're not one of the top t- couple guys that are looking at this thing like I'm going to win the championship, if the first few rounds aren't going well, they've got to find a way to just have some patience and wait because, as you said, injuries are going to happen, and then. You know, uh, once the season kind of gets going and gets in the mid part of the season, then you can start looking at your chances to move forward. But I really think that there's going to be a lot of disappointed riders, you know, leaving California just because of how how stacked it is and how many good guys are all thinking that they're easy yeah. top ten and hopefully top five. That's yeah. just not how it's going to play out. Like Pike and Bogle, two guys that I'm like, they probably think that they're going to take steps, you know, and. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there's a couple of guys that I could see just like all of a sudden being like, "What is happening right now?" Yeah, what is yeah, going? Somebody's going to have to be that way. There's there's too many guys to right. not be that yeah. way. Um, Weege, will it be Celebrating this year or Celebuin this year? Oh, nice. The or yeah, or. I think it'll be okay, but uh, as JT said, this field is deep, and I know that there's a chance. It, this is not maybe the Moto Concepts team that you're thinking about. You know, he's got some inside help from Honda. He's on this bike that you really like. He's not getting that level of HRC support, but he's on a 17. But he was on essentially Dungey's bike last year. So how do you improve from that going to Moto Concepts? Maybe if he went to factory Honda, maybe he could improve or be the same. Right. Improved as Moto Concepts will be, I don't think it's the same level as basically with the factory KTM. Um, so I don't see why he would get better than he was last year. And he was in that situation, you know, guys got hurt toward the end of the year, and then he was maybe playing around for a podium at some point if some things had broken his way. But I don't see him getting better than that. And then, as JT mentioned, if all these guys are healthy, it's just going to be that much harder. Um, I think for a lot of these guys, you can forget about the actual main event results week in and week out. I think a lot of it, the goal has to be like what Millsaps did very well last year. You've got to take advantage of the opportunity you have, win some heat races, get a start in some race here or there and mix it up for a while. Success, I don't think it's just going to be measured by what the actual main event results look like on the point sheet. It's going to be getting a moment here or there to show that you're good. And that's what Millsaps did last year. It wasn't really the results as much as just the look at that. He won a couple heats. He led some main events. That's what all these guys got to shoot for. Yeah, he got um, he got fourth in Atlanta and then went out the next week. You know, so. Um, yeah, but Millsap's big highlight. But didn't he win two heat races or three? I think he went two. I mean that that was solid. What, so he won two heat races and like eight races. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's only sixteen heat races over eight races in that class, and he won two of the sixteen. That's what it's all about. So I think for a lot of these guys, that's where they're going to find their their value, um, taking advantage of those opportunities, getting a whole shot in the main, getting a whole mm-hmm. shot in the heat. It doesn't matter if you finish third or eighth. I mean, third would be great, but it's going to be hard. But it doesn't mean they're worthless. No, exactly. It doesn't mean those people on Twitter should tell these guys they should quit racing. <laughs> um, yeah, like I'm not going to say that Brayton – I don't know if Brayton or Millsaps will get a podium this year, but that doesn't mean that their season is I can, a complete disaster either. I can see both those guys getting a podium. I can I don't know, maybe near the end of the year. Photo content. Dude, yeah, Brayton's good. And JT, you'll back me on this. Brayton's a good supercross rider. Yeah, he's a great rider. You know, he could get a podium. I think he could, too. I I really do. Yeah. Especially if he makes it through. I really believe in Brayton. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
Pike, Baggett, thoughts on that? Porcell? Will Porcell get polls? Yeah, one last year, right? I think he had a couple. No? Just one? A2, I think, oh. was his only one. Um, maybe maybe he got more. I don't know. Porcell, yeah. Porcell is just, I mean, uh, he's going to be just what he is, right? Like, yeah, I he's not going to step it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Zebras don't change their stripes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but honestly, it's like what Weege, what you said, Weege, makes sense. If you're Purcell, where do you shine? You shine at fast laps, get some pole positions, you know, get people talking, get people saying, oh, my God, if only he could, you know, he's got so much talent. You know, that's, that maybe is a win-win. So. Yeah. Yeah, and that's all I think you're going to get. Not that these guys aren't good riders, but yeah. for especially in the 20-plus-1 format, I think yeah. it's even less chance to hide. It's going to be even harder for them. That's to, I was going. Like yeah. you said, Tomac's going to just hunt you down at some point. Yeah. Um, Josh Grant, ankles are better. I just read an interview with him on our site, RacerX site, that said, yeah. you know, you didn't really realize, again, like Millsaps, you don't realize how much that stuff kind of affects the guy. Sounds like he was really jacked up. You know, um, and, and his ankles are better. So, like, I think anywhere in the top ten for for him is great, right? Um, I think so. Yeah, and I think that's all he's going for. I don't think he's the flash. You yeah. know, um, when, when he won race, he could win, dude, that he used to be. I think he's all about just putting the bike in the top ten quietly. Yeah. Yep. I think that's fine. I think if you're Cowie and you're Josh, that's great. Fly Racing Zone, Josh Grant, by the way. That's, that is correct. Uh, Tickle and Bogle. See if you're tickle, like I feel like different expectations for both of those guys. Like tickle is just solid. He's a veteran. He is what he is. He he can be good. Tickle's always got that weird thing where this field's stacked and he gets a seventh, and then everybody's out and he gets a seventh. That's <laughs> that's totally tickle's deal. Like I don't understand it. Like he never seems to move up. He just kind of gets what he gets. Um, but like if you're Bogle. Like you, you got to make something happen. Like you're 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 on this team that almost folded, probably not making a ton of money. Uh, you're an up and coming kid. You're a 250 Supercross champion. Only you know two years ago, like Bogle has to move forward, and Tickle can just keep being Tickle. You guys know what I mean? Yeah, I mean there are different places in their careers, right? So uh, I think Tickle is you know he's been around for a minute i think you know rch half the reason they hire him is because they know what they're getting and you know that's not necessarily a a championship but it's not it's not bad either it's going to be in the mix for a top five at times and Mm -hmm. it's going to be top 10 most of the time uh where bogle i think bogle still has pretty big aspirations for himself uh he you know he won some heat races last year it was his first year of supercross last year so i think for Bogle, it's a it's a pretty big year because if he comes out and is mediocre again, well, I don't want to say again. That's not fair. But if he's mediocre, I think it's it's going to bode poorly for him moving forward. But if he can come out and and excite some people, I think he's got a chance to step back into a factory deal for 2018. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. I don't think he was mediocre. Yeah, JT. Like no, I, yeah, yeah, I wanted to walk yep. that, that back a little bit. That wasn't a fair. I think he was a fair assessment. He was okay at, at times. Yeah. Showed some flash. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, like his uh, his heat race win at Toronto, I believe he won. There there was a couple heat heat races in there where he was really impressive. Right. right. Um, he, it didn't carry all the way into the main events at times, but he he really needs to show that flash and potential to get some of those guys that are excited, like uh, you know, the role that Josh Grant's in, um, 
that's the spot where he could covet. You know, if Josh Grant doesn't do well or has another injury, that spot's going to be open for a guy like a Bogle. So yep. that's what he needs to, to try to win over. Yeah, I agree. What do you think, Weege? Yeah, I think the Bogle's kind of being left out a little bit. I think the potential is really high. And it's, again, not Rocks and Dunch Tomac potential, but I think he could be in there with anybody else, especially because he's a really good starter. So, uh, but yeah, he needs to live and die on that. If he gets a diet of sevenths all year, uh, Tickle could be fine with that, but that's not going to work for Bogle. That's, I don't think what he's there for. Um, so he needs to get some whole shots, do some spectacular stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think he actually can. I don't think he's on the front lobe uh, of most people coming into this season, but I would not be surprised halfway through if people would be like, damn, Bogle's really good. I forgot about how good that guy could be. Um, He's been injured a lot. Now he's not. Um, so I think he could be sneaky good. Uh, Mookie, Dean, and, and Mookie and Dean, full privateers. Dean's going to just do five rounds, yeah. like I said. Um, hopefully, yeah. Mookie, Mookie's a pretty good supercross rider. I think people forget. You got to think that in a regular stadium on a 450. He's only done Daytona. Yep. And he was yep. good at Daytona. Go ahead, JT. You got to think that in five rounds, somebody, somebody in a factory level deal is going to get hurt. <clears throat> unfortunately, okay. But I, I would, I would think so. I, the odds will tell you that within five races, somebody gets hurt. Okay, here's a question then: Mookie Wilson Weimer, who gets called first? Say, uh, Josh Grant gets hurt. Like Monsters a team. I say that because Monsters a team that has to fill in. You know, um, yep. who gets called first? Man, that uh, Josh Grant's a tough one. I was going to say it depends on the team. Okay, like if it's an RCH or if it's a Yamaha guy, I think I think Dean's pretty easy. Yep. But a guy like Josh Grant, I think it's it's a tough call. I don't know. I, I'm not sure who they would go to first. Yeah, you're right. Both both are pluses and negatives, right? Cowie doesn't seem to want anything to do with Dean Wilson for like four years. Like just nothing. We we not, we're not going to hire him. We're not going to. Nah, he was on two two motorsports on Chad. Yeah, Cal but but I, I mean. Factory Cowie, like when he won the title, we don't want him. When, when Jeff Ward racing DAs, we don't want him. We don't want him now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't know what he did. Yeah. I have no idea what Dean has done to anybody at Cowie, but they. I don't. Th I don't think that's. I don't think they hate him. I mean, you may know more than I do, but um, I, I don't. I mean, if no, I don't. If they can get him for free, but I think they would have to take a pretty hard look for a fill-in. Wouldn't you hire Dean Wilson over Josh Grant every single day, twice on Tuesday? Uh, with with Dino's. Injury track record, I can't say for sure. Uh, I mean, he hasn't Grant's, raced much. Josh I mean, if Grant's you look at over the last few years, he has not raced much. Josh Grant's injury track record? Not great he's either. Raced, he's raced a lot more than Dino over the last uh, few years. Maybe. Um, no, that's a guarantee. I can promise you he has. Or Weimer. Well, Weimer's already been there, but um, Weimer's another guy that's going to wait it out. So, What do you think, Weege? Who gets called first? I would put Mookie at the top of the list, except for those asterisks on maybe there'd be some teams. I think there's more teams that might be worried about Mookie. Like, I just don't know. This really isn't fair for Mookie at all. But does Cowie, I think they want less to do with Stewart than they want to do with Wilson. Yeah, I agree. Don't you think? Yeah, I do. Yep. I, and there's nothing I to do think with Wilson's fine almost anywhere, but I think Mookie, you have to put, at this stage, you have to put his potential, I think, ahead of Wilson. I don't know if he, yeah. you know. Mookie, DNA yeah. samples, I don't know who's better, but Mookie's coming off a 250 Supercross title, and Dean's coming off of two years of barely even racing. So I think Mookie should be on the top of anyone's list if they don't have a personal issue with the stewards. Well, Mookie thinks JT hates him, so we can't ask JT this. But, um, uh, I mean, if you've ever talked to Mookie, like, he's normal. He's fine. 
He's Mookie. Yeah, and the Geico team had no issues. I mean, he was on the team for two two years or three. Yeah, two? yeah. At least two. Yeah. They were like, we really never had problems with him, the dad, or James came over. It was never right. a problem. So it's unfortunate for him. He's definitely, definitely uh, paying the price for stuff that he didn't do. Yeah. But I'm sure if you're JGR or you're Cowie, for example, two teams that James rode for, I'm sure they're like, yeah, no. Right. That's fine. Right. Not fair to Mookie, but that's just how it seems to work. Yep, no, I agree. <laughs> the fair um, part was that his brother got paid a lot of money by those teams, so there dude, you go. If I'm a, I'm putting if I'm a Supercross team, like looking for a Supercross guy, I am calling Mookie. I'm dialing one eight hundred Mook all day. Like maybe like a actual number. Yeah, one eight hundred Mookie. One eight hundred Mookie. One eight hundred Mookie actually probably does work. Um, I think he's great. I think Supercross, he's great. He's got serious skills. So. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody could argue that. Yeah, uh, where are we at? They're untapped. We haven't even seen him do it. He could be. Nah, he's good. Seriously, bro. he could be unbelievably good. He could be really good. He could be better than a lot, of, faster at least than a lot of the guys we talked about on this show. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yep, one hundred percent agree. Um, where are we at, JT? Where are we at on the eight hundred? Like, we just okay. Wait, without counting. Well, let's count Mookie and Wilson, okay? Mookie and Dean. That's 21 guys. There's 22 in the main. Okay. Is the 800 the 22nd guy? No. We, we haven't talked about Freeze. We haven't talked about Nick Schmidt. No. The 800 will be somewhere between 10 and 14 at, at over half the rounds this season. That's my prediction. So we have skipped over the 800, like in your opinion of where guys are going to finish. Uh, I don't think so. I, I would have put him in that somewhere in that same group. Um, okay. The whole time, yeah. Because of the starts, and he can ride, and he can he's in shape, and yeah, I just think he he knows the drill. Um, I think he's he's done that so many years in a row that there's mm-hmm. no reason to think this year won't be the same. So I think he gets you know he doesn't get talked about a lot, but he's gonna be nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, week in and week out. That's just what I see. He should just do the guessing the gate drop every single time. <laughs> That's the silliest thing about it is he doesn't need that. He still will get he, whole shots time he, and time again without doing any crazy he guessing will, games. He would probably get it right 50% of the time and pull these massive starts and piss everybody off. Anyway, though. <laughs> That's what burner. That's what pissed Burner off so bad is like, no, you don't need that. Right. Um. Nick Schmidt, a guy who missed Anaheim one last year in a stacked field and then made every single other main event, right? We don't talk yep. about him, but Nick Schmidt, everybody. The seven well, deuce we, we deuce. Saw, we saw this offseason how great he is at the shorter races. You know, he, he won multiple German rounds because they're, you know, six-minute main events. And that's basically what qualifiers are. So Nick's proven to be great at those events. And he gave guys like Weimer and guys that are we would – assume are much better right. than him. He gave those guys fits in qualifying races. You know another guy we haven't talked about, Weege? Hey. Do, you, do you know? Pike? Yeah, we touched on him, but we didn't really talk, we talk about on him. Top, I'd rather not touch on him. Top Jimmy. Top Jimmy, 450 class. I'll let yeah, you cover that. What's that, JT? Yeah. I'm going to let you cover that. No, I'm just saying, like, he's in, he's... I mean, he's a main event guy, right? With Schmidt and all that, I I would think he's in that mix. So, 
these guys, and Jimmy more so than Schmidt, who's figured out the drill of making these mains pretty well, um, these guys are going to need some teeth hurt. They just are. But yeah. it's okay because that is going to happen. You will right. not have this yeah. type of a field halfway through. I do wonder, though, we know that Schmidt and a lot of these guys, they know how the game is played. Their bread is buttered by making these mains, and where they finish in the main doesn't really matter no. because the first difference between 14th and 16th is, what, 50 bucks? So they train for making the main. But now that we've got these much longer main events, oh, I mean, some of these could be five minutes longer. It's going to be a dude, disaster. No, there are going to be guys, and, and you know, I'm not one to call out people for being out of shape, you know, but – it's going to be – there's going to be some disasters, JT. Disasters. It won't be till later in the season, though, because it's it's too stacked early. Okay. But once you get past the halfway rounds, you know, 13, 14, when some of these guys, you know, like the Jeff Alessis are sneaking in because of the the the, um, the injury rate, that's where you're going to see, like, oh, my gosh, why why are you still out there? Yeah. So I don't think we'll see that for a while, though. Okay. All right. Um. All right. What else? Anything else? We got, we're going to do a separate one for 250s, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's, yeah, the Fly Racing, uh, Racer X Podcast 450. It's for you, James. We're going out with you. It's for you, James. It's for all of us. It's for all of us is what it is, actually. It's for you, Weege, and you, JT, and me, and Chad. Chad, this is, what, what do you think Chad's going to feel like? JT, Without James? Yeah. I don't think he'll be sad. I absolutely think he'll be sad. Absolutely. He'll be sad that James isn't racing. Yes. You're wrong. Nope. Because you don't know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> Fly racing, everybody. Racer X Podcast. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. See ya. See <laughs> ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart, there's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jump farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days. They're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. 
If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pit and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years go.